creeps i'm your maniacal scientist who is now invisible so therefore i want to basically kill everyone around me jensen harper and i'm just a mom minding her own business and my baby in the (laughs) stroller just gets fucking thrown (laughs) oh shit sorry i had to do it to him you know (laughs) (laughs) i had to do my baby yeah for i mean what did the baby do the baby did nothing but exist. Just existing. <laughs> Jack said no thank you to babies for sure. Yeah, not today. No, fuck no. Oh man. Well, yep, that is a uh, that's court. I'm gents. Who the heck are we? We're the fright crew. We're the freaking fright for crew. For a little bit longer. A little for a longer. little bit longer. Yes, exactly, dude. Um I mean, for anyone who randomly still missed it, the announcement of us closing it out. These are our last few episodes. Um, and we got two more after this, which we already announced what they are, dude. I'm I'm still excited to talk about Beetlejuice because I don't know. How, maybe maybe I'll have a change of heart. You know, maybe. I'll that would be the just... best thing to happen to me, dude. Right. I mean, yeah, you never know. Like, I haven't really like sat down and like objectively been like okay this part's good or what you know i've just kind of like had it on in the background and like eh, i don't like it but we shall see dude next week next next week um also thanks to everyone just kind of holding out for us like i said i kind of knew it was going to happen with thanksgiving and stuff dude we didn't record the week of for obvious reasons we usually record on thursdays pull pull back the curtain um and for obvious reasons we didn't want to record then and then the week after, dude, I texted you, right? Was it me? And I was just like, I don't yeah. I don't want to this week, dude. I, yeah, I just like, nah, I got other shit. So we're here finally two weeks later and trying to churn these episodes out. Hopefully we get these last two out before the end of the year, like I said, slash hope for. Um, What else, dude? What else do we talk about? I guess gush, right? We gush about the movie a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, oh, which we didn't even fucking announce, dude. Jesus Christ. I pulled (laughs) out uh, one of my favorites that I discovered while doing this podcast. um, The Invisible Man from 1933. It's a fantastic time, a near perfect film. And I'm very pumped to hear what you thought of it because you've never seen it. And you're not as uh, stoked on... Like you, you like them just fine, just like the next person. Yeah. But like, you're not as stoked on Universal Monster stuff and black and white as as I am, obviously. But so I'm I'm very pumped to see how you felt about it. We'll we'll see. We'll find out. Um, for me, the reason I felt like I had to pick this to kind of close it out was like, I kind of owe it to the podcast because along this journey, I think the first year you and I did like our year's favorites or whatever, like at the end of the year, or the start of the year thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty certain invisible man was on there. I guess I could have gone back and checked, but um, maybe when I have a second, I will on our Instagram, but yeah, dude, like, because I remember two or three Christmases ago, I got the giant universal monsters box set because I was like, you know what? I really want to dive into this stuff and try it out. Like everyone says it's amazing. 
And of course I had seen like Frankenstein and Dracula, but like that was pretty much it. Dude, maybe Bride of Frankenstein as well. But other than that, I hadn't seen a whole lot of others. And um, when I got the box set, I just started ripping through them, like from uh, chronological order of when they came out. And I haven't finished them because there's like, I think like 36 Universal Monsters films technically. So I haven't like finished all of them. But um, when I finally came across the Invisible Man, um, I was just so pumped because it was like, not as serious. I, I feel like there's some levity, dude. There's some comedy in this movie. Yeah, there is. For sure. Yeah. Like uh whatever her name is, the one lady that like runs the inn, she's fucking Oh uh, yeah, I love her. I'm surprised you weren't her, dude. What happened? I was going to be. I was going to be. But exactly. then I saw that baby get flung and I was like, okay. Oh, I got I was do either that. gonna yeah. be the baby, <laughs> but I was like, no, I should probably be the mom. Right, right. I mean, your energy for sure. Both of them, really. I, dude, unhinged <laughs> this lady. I forget her name, but um, and yeah, it just I instantly kind of fell in love with it, and I'm just really pumped to be finally talking about. It. I felt like it was a good place in time to actually talk about it before we close this out. So, what were your initial thoughts on since it was the first time you've seen it? What, what how did you feel about the Invisible Man? I like it. I feel there's just a comfort with these old black and white movies. Mm -hmm. Like they just feel comfortable and they have the perfect runtime every time. Yep. Every time. I think this one was like an hour and 11 minutes. It's crazy Mm -hmm. because we don't pull our notes anymore. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Because I was just about to like be like, Oh, let me check my notes and see like the exact runtime and like X, Y, and Z, but we are not doing that. Dude. I don't even know the director. Yeah. I know we're just shooting the shit now. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I haven't seen. Have I seen a black and white movie that we've watched that I didn't like? Mm. I don't think so. Have I? Uh, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think know so. what it would have no. been. Yeah. Yeah, I just enjoy them. They're an easy watch. Um, and with this one, like surprisingly, with how old it is, like the mm-hmm. effects were really fucking good. Right, right. Like the cigarette. Um, I've got a few questions though on like a a few things that seem a little odd, like how (laughs) when he wears like clothes so you can see him. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't wearing gloves, but you could see his hands. Um, like his hands were visible. Were they? Like real people hands? Yeah. Really? I like oh, had that... to rewind it and I watched it like three times because I was like, those are not gloves. Um, <laughs> I've never even caught that. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I've never caught that. So, okay. I was like, they fucked up a little bit there because like he's invisible, but yeah. he, when he's wearing clothes, he automatically just out of nowhere has human hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm like, okay. But yeah, yeah I, I actually did really enjoy it. I kind of knew so, that I would, though. Right. I mean, between me and you, like, I wouldn't expect. Like I wasn't expecting you to come on here and be like, I like Loki fuck this movie, you know? <laughs> like, I'd have been like, how okay. dare you? Right, it's like right. the fucking Blair Witch Project two all over again, dude. I mean, hey, classic times, With right? The shadows, dude. Classic. Never fucking forget times. that one. <laughs> oh, never. Always in our hearts. Um. So James Whale is the director. He directed also Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein. So that's that. Uh, just to get that out of the way. Yeah, dude, it's it's such a good time. I do need to go back and like catch what you said because I don't 
I don't remember that, but I'm sure I believe you. I'm just saying like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I would have caught that too. So we'll see next year. When I'm I just wrong. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're yeah, just I just watched it again and you're wrong. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Well, do you have anything else to add before we jump into the notes? No, I think I'm all all good. Sweet. Okay. Well, um, yeah, as Courtney said, we're not doing the brains. We're skipping right past that. We're just getting right into the heart. So um I guess I'll I'll kick it off. And I also haven't been doing questions. I didn't do it last week, so I don't think I'm gonna do it again because that wouldn't make any sense to me. So uh just to kick it off. The movie opens up with a classic but super rad credit sequence. It's like all pulsating and coming at you. Um, it's fun. But then it shows us a mysterious man in a coat and hat and glasses and stuff walking around, um, walking through like the snowy evening toward a town called Iping or Iping, whatever. The camera cuts to the Lion's Head Inn where people are being rambunctious. And there are also two men at the bar talking about a boy who got caught in a snowdrift. And then they like laugh about it because... Yeah, this movie's a comedy, honestly. <laughs> um, we get another gag where there's a dude playing the piano, and once the song is up, everyone's applauding him, but then a dude puts a quarter or whatever into it, and it starts playing without him. So, you know, just fun times. What are you sending me? <laughs> oh, are those I was sending hands? you this picture. I don't know. Is it gloves? And it just looked like real hands? Bro, I don't know. We're going to have to post it in the stories, and I'll put a vote I on know. it. I know. That's weird. Maybe it's know. gloves. Maybe it's gloves. They look a little pork. Like, they look like little Vienna sausages. So I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, they kind of do. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Because there's like certain scenes where like it looks more like gloves because like the gloves are a darker color. Mm. Um, but that those are like either different gloves or not any gloves at all. Because I just sent you another picture from the beginning where like the gloves are oh, like, yep, darker. Yep. Yeah. leather but... how are you randomly deploying these photos out of your ass real quick what are you doing <laughs> like google search um no i just pulled them out of my ass no yeah they're on google <laughs> i was like what is happening she's just she's sending me <laughs> pictures and rapid success okay yeah dude i don't know um it could be either way maybe they it was like a um continuity continuity error where they put like yeah. the wrong colored gloves on them or something i'm yeah. not sure but i'm here for it though yeah yeah um, so while some dudes are playing some darts, in comes Dr. Jack Griffin, covered from head to toe in clothes. He goes up to the bar asking for a room to which the woman who works there named Jenny, that's her name, tells him that they don't have rooms available. The only um, They only have rooms in the summer, I guess, for some reason, whatever. So he tells her to make one available, and she's cool with that. Um, so they take him up to his room, and she lights his fire for him while he stares out the window. She asks if she can take his hat and coat, and he says, nah, don't touch. And she makes the wildest face at that. Like she, it's just like literally her face. Um, and all he needs now is some food. So down at the bar, all of the patrons are speculating who the man really is. Something, some think that he's a criminal fleeing from justice and all that jazz. But Jenny brings up his food and Jack asks for a key for his door, but they don't have one. So he tells her that he wants them to leave him completely alone and unbothered. When Jenny goes back downstairs, her other like helper later tells her other helper lady tells her that she forgot to give her the mustard for his dinner. Um, so Jenny brings it back up to him, and my man Jack is mid bite into his pork chop or whatever. Um, when she walks in with mustard in hand, she sees that he doesn't have a jaw basically, and that he's completely wrapped in bandages. He holds a napkin up to his mouth and tells her to leave the mustard, which you gotta like, right? You gotta leave the mustard at that point. <laughs> 
Um, Jenny promptly goes downstairs and tells everyone at the bar what she saw. She spills the tea because, of course, she would. Of course, she would. Right. She's that kind of gal. Exactly. So, cut to a man is working in his lab in his beautiful home when his daughter Flora comes to talk to him. She says that we have to do something about Jack. And the doc tells her that Jack will come back eventually. Turns out Jack has been away for an entire month, I guess. Another doctor comes in and they talk about Jack and how he had been experimenting on his own time. Flora runs off crying. Um, Dr. Kemp runs into her room and Flora asks if he thinks that there would be some papers in his lab to help them find him. Dr. Kemp claims that Jack worked with things that man shouldn't mess with. And then he tells Flora that Jack never really cared about her. This man's just trying to get his dick wet, honestly. At that point, you know it, dude. Even though he's like 1933. Oh, yeah, he was. (laughs) Exactly, dude. Using pine cones as condoms, you know. Yes, exactly, dude. Just roughing it up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think think that's more so like caveman time. (laughs) Maybe. They were probably using like sandwich bags in 1933. Dude, hell yeah, dude. Yep. Oh, yeah. I feel it. Sheepskin stuff. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> or if they just thought if you jumped up and down, you would confuse the sperm and you wouldn't get pregnant. True. That's how, like, that's logic. That's science. That's math. <laughs> that's boy math. <laughs> that's boy math. <laughs> <laughs> so back at the inn, Jack is running some experiments in his room when Jenny brings up his lunch. He tells her that he doesn't want it and she walks in anyway. Jack pushes the door shut, which causes her to drop the tray of food. She screams absolute bloody murder, which rules so fucking hard, and then runs down to the bar and tells her husband or like whoever um, to go up and kick him out of the inn. So this dude goes up and tells him that he has to leave and that he owes them a lot of money because by now, I guess he's been there like an entire week or two. Jack pleads to stay there, but the dude says, no, you have to leave and begins to pick up his stuff. This is uh, this is where it kind of goes unhinged, dude. Jack attacks him and he falls down the stairs. When Jenny finds him, she screams for the popo and just freaks the fuck out. Jenny rules, man. She kind of makes the movie. She does. I she was really thinking does. that too. Yeah, dude. He gets fucked up when he falls down those stairs, though. He he's really like does. all bloody. Yeah, dude. It was crazy. I was like, damn. All and right. he's like sitting up, like mm-hmm. just semi coherent. She's like, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude. <laughs> it's like the uh, in cartoons when like little birds are like circling around someone's head and they're yes. spinning. It's like that, but she's like, he's dead. <laughs> Screaming, dude. Um, The one and only police officer in this town comes to the inn to kick him out. And again, dude, Jenny's so fucking wild. She's just like screaming and crying. It rules. And so not only does the copper go up there, but the rest of the town does as well. The cop is going to arrest him when Jack gets frustrated and starts taking off all of his bandages and clothes and stuff while laughing very maniacally, revealing that he is indeed invisible of course the cop runs back down and says if he gets all of his clothes off they'll never catch him um and i love it because there's like a shot of him in just his white t-shirt just like dancing around mm-hmm. and laughing yep <laughs> and it's just the way the shirt's moving <laughs> yes dude i fucking love this movie too much for real it's wild so jack is completely naked by now he then like kills question mark the cop i think he like strangles him to death it's a very quick death but i think that's how it works you know 1930s logic um jack takes off scaring yeah that doesn't make sense whatever um yeah jack like takes off and he's like scaring the shit out of everyone in town he uses like someone's bike and breaks a window and he's just doing a bunch of cool like shenanigans around town 
Um, the rest of the town's cops are finally called to be aware that there's a naked, invisible man running around town, burning churches and shit. And um, now cut to the two talk. The two doctors are at Jack's lab. They find out that he burned a lot of his research and stuff so that people couldn't like figure out what he was doing. Um, one of the doctors finds a list of things. The last thing on the list is something called monocane. Turns out this stuff is derived from a flower and it was given to a dog to which the dog turned stark white and went mad with anger. They wonder if maybe he has used this to alter his being. And then they decide to keep this information to themselves. They don't, they don't call no cops. Why would they, you know, back at Dr. Kemp's house, Jack arrives in his house on the radio. Kemp hears about the fact that there is in fact, an invisible man running around. Jack sits down uh, and he tells Dr. Kemp to sit down aggressively while throwing more wood on the fire. Jack asks for cigarettes, um, and then he also asks for an outfit of bandages, glasses, gloves, and a robe. Dr. Kemp is about to escape when Jack tells him that no one can save him if he tries to escape. Also, let's talk about this. Dr. Kemp, nearing the end, gets a horrible death, dude. Oh, yes, he does. (laughs) What the fuck? Dude, that's what I'm saying about this movie. This shit feels way more unhinged than like Dracula, where he's like biting necks. This one is like, my dude derails a train. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? Um. So back at the end, the inspector comes in to talk to everyone. He thinks that it's all a fucking hoax, but, you know, they're going to get to the bottom of it because they're cops. That's what they do, I guess, kind of. Um, Back at the house, the invisible man is looking quite fashionable, of course, when he tells Dr. Kemp to sit down and proceeds to lock all the doors. He tells the doc that he started this experiment five years ago and that he had finally cracked it. He was trying to get his anti-invisibility potion done, but everyone was bothering him, so he couldn't get it finished. And sooner than he knew, his brain felt alive while he was invisible. Um, he talks about murder and stuff, which is pretty cool. He talks, he tells the doc that he needs a partner in all of this too. Um, Jack tells him they have to go to his lab to get his research now, or like, uh, no, they got to go back to the inn to get his books and all that stuff. Um, I love when he's just like, he formulates this plan. He's like, we're going to go around like the world and like kill people. Like, why not politicians and shit? My guy. Hell yes. I know. Right. Um, two questions. That I can come with, come up with on the spot. One's easier. So, like in the Invisible Man zeitgeist, the fans are usually more so a fan of like the robe, Invisible Man, like the second iteration, or the one in the coat with like the cool glasses. What do you prefer, robe? Or I coat? like. Uh, I think I like the coat. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, I like it a little bit more. It's. I think more, more people like the robe variant of him, but uh, I like the the coat version. Like all the toys of Invisible Man that I have, they're all the uh, the robe. I don't think I have any that are him in the uh, coat or anything. The coat. Yeah, that'd be cool though. If you ever see something like that, send it. Send a picture to me or. Whatever. Yeah, I'm actually looking right now because there was this one thing that I saw. I need to see if it's uh, um, if it's the coat or the robe. Let me see. Right. Because. Um, remember I got you that like world's smallest mm-hmm. um, Nosferatu. Nosferatu. They have yeah. they have a world's smallest invisible man. Do they really, dude? Yeah. So let Holy me see shit. if it's I the coat or that. the robe. Oh, it's the robe. 
Yeah, see, that's I mean, I'm I'm down for the robe. I like the robe. It's just like that's what most people like. Um, all the toy makers and stuff, that's usually what it is. It's just do the, the robe, yeah. Yeah, do the robe. That's all right. Um, and then the second question was Cordy, if you were to be invisible for I mean, let's just say even a day. I we probably had similar questions to this before, honestly, but like what are you doing if you're invisible in a for a day? Uh, robbing a bank. Okay. Makes sense. Clear off some debt for sure. Yeah. <laughs> same. Same stuff. Exactly, dude. You know what's up. Get them student loans paid off, even though I did you go to college at all? I don't know. I did I not. Okay. No? Okay. So you don't have any, but same, same. I don't either. Just just saying. So yeah, I mean, I don't I I'd probably literally just do the same thing, right? I don't know what else to do. I'm not like a peeping Tom or anything creepy like that. So no, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'm also not really capable of murder. I don't think so. I'm not going to go around killing fucking politicians, even though it depends on who, maybe if it was like in the right opportunity. Right. You know, maybe I'd consider like popping a cap in somebody. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It just depends. So make sure this, this recording is never found by dude for real. Yeah. We got to law enforcement or got to put it away. <laughs> Yes. <clears throat> All right. So back to the notes. Jack and Dr. Kemp begin driving to the inn where he left his stuff. They get to the inn where Jack goes in to get his books and all that, that he's going to throw down to the dog out of the window. He walks right past the cops and everything too, which is super dope on his way out. Jack fucks with the cop by throwing ink in his face and then begins destroying the glassware at the bar. He then kills the inspector dude because he called him a hoax. What a flex man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. oh man jack is such an icon dude you know so jack tells the doc that after eating the food is visible inside of him so he has to wait a while after eating to like go out and about could you imagine just like a stomach full of bread and sugar like just running <laughs> around like what the fuck 1930 food bull and bull of a uh, sugar and bread i don't know what else they what else do they you know pork chops <laughs> <laughs> pork pork chops sugar and bread <laughs> classic 1933 meal right there um he also can't be in the rain because people will be able to see him his outline it's so dope when he goes to bed in his little jammies too i love that for him he's like all frolicking over there like yes so he really the, does live his best life he does dude he does i'm like he where can it. i get some of those some of those injections they look yeah yeah dude just let me like be invisible for a few weeks and just see what happens <laughs> you'll just be pushing over babies derailing dude. trains that's what we do yeah that's what we do um so the police are now deciding to take this shit seriously and they devise a plan to find the invisible man there's also this funny little montage of a bunch of randoms listening to the news about the confirmation that there really is an invisible man at large in the morning or like something like that, Dr. Kemp calls the other doctor and tells him that Jack is there and he wants him to come help him. There's also a couple of people calling the police about uh, like different ways to, that they can like try to catch him. Um, they're all good ideas like throw paint on him and shit like that so that you can see him. Um, Dr. Kemp then calls the police himself. Jack comes to the room and questions him about what he was doing. Jack tells Kemp he wants him to go back to bed and as they're walking, a car pulls up. Jack thinks it's the police, but it's actually the other doctor and Flora. And Jack says that they need to come in and see him. So, so Flora speaks with Jack. Finally, she wants to help him. He says that he did it 
for her, I guess, and that he wanted the, uh, to write his name with the greatest scientists of all time. He tells her that there is a way back and that he wants to figure it out so that way he can be with her again. He also wants to change the world with what he has discovered. Um, but, of course, my dude Jack is a little too far gone. He's rich with power and wants everyone to kiss his shoes. The police show up. <laughs> the police show up, and he now knows Kemp cannot be trusted, bro. <clears throat> um. So the police are around the house, and they all grab each other's hands so that he can't like squeeze through them. Whatever. I mean, a plan, I guess. In 1933, they were like, "This is working." Um. Doctor Kemp lets him through a door, and Jack tells him that he will kill him at 10 p.m. tomorrow. As Jack leaves, he just basically fucks with all the cops, which is iconic, and I love that for him because that's good energy to have. Just fuck with cops. That Oh, dude, that's my answer. If I were invisible for a day, I would just go fuck with cops. <laughs> like, pull their gun out of their holster and just throw it on the ground. Like, just do cool shit like that, you know? Run knives into their tires. <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck yeah, you know it. Throw rocks to their car windows while they're driving. Dude. You know, just girly ass. things. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> so this is when Jack um, or the Invisible Man hops down the road singing a song, scaring the shit out of people. It's dope. So the police question the doctors and Kemp freaks out a bit since Jack could be anywhere waiting to kill him. And during the daytime, a, a bunch of people are out looking for him when Jack pushes a couple of dudes off a cliff. <laughs> he then smacks a dude over the head with the teapot, killing him. And then in a wild ass turn of events, he derails a fucking train and also pushes the baby or whatever like dude there's a lot going on he yep he does a lot of stuff um he then goes to the bank steals a bunch of cash and throws it out on the street the cops talk about it revealing that jack has killed 20 men already i guess not including the train like all the people that were on the train no big deal um all the cops are running out of ideas on how to catch him and the cops decide to use dr kemp as bait to catch him kemp isn't too stoked on it naturally only a few more notes, dude. It was a short movie, you know. So the plan now is uh, to walk around town with nets to catch him and to also spray him with some paint guns if they happen to run into him. So Kemp is now disguised as a cop. One stupid ass cop thinks a cat is actually the invisible man and sprays the shit out of the poor thing. Dude, did you see that shit? They sprayed that poor cat with something. Like yeah. back in 1930s when they just kind of were like animals who like we're going to yeah, fuck them up. They just... <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably like they are actually doing that to real animals too. That's what I mean. Like awful. that cat yes. got sprayed with something dude like aggressively. It was bad. I was like, damn, that's fucked yes. up. I mean, I, like, I hope it wasn't not being paid. So it's not a no, paid dude. Actor. No, no. I, I really hope it wasn't actually like paint because that would just be fucked up. But like I, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked, honestly. I wouldn't either. Dude, right? So Kemp, while on the road, reveals to us that he was taking Jack away from the police. He ended up wanting to help him for real. He was down, dude. He was like, let's go be Genghis Khan and fucking kill everybody. I'm down. Um, But Jack is too insane now. And in one of the craziest of Universal Monsters kills, he uh, ties Kemp up and puts him in his car, then sends the car off a fucking cliff in a fiery explosion. What the <laughs> fuck? It's the so crazy. The absolute most. Dude, he was vibing. You know, in that moment, he was like, this is the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Oh, my God. And, and, and what makes it even more actually like kind of scary is when he's explaining to Dr. Kemp what's going to happen to his body. 
Remember, he's like, you're <laughs> yes. going to slowly, you're going to have a 100 meters or like 10 seconds of bliss. And then you're going to have a heart palpitation or something. And then you're going to break your legs and then your neck. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Crazy guy, man. Um, So my last note, dude, Jack finds a place to hide in a barn. A farmer goes to the barn to get some hay or like whatever. He's just doing farmer stuff. And he hears Jack snoring. So not only is it snowing out today, but the farmer dude goes to the police and tells them what he heard in the barn. So they go to the barn and surround it. They then light it on fire to lure him out, which also just realizing that like the farmer is just like, cool, go ahead and burn my property. I guess Um, they see his footsteps in the snow and someone shoots him. They take him to the hospital where the doctor claims that he doesn't have much time left to live. Flora is there to see him. And so she goes up to his room to talk to him as he slowly dies. And lastly, we get a really, really cool death where he becomes visible again as he breathes his last breath. You see like his skeleton and like his innards. And then it's like his skin and like, and then it's just him chilling. It was, it was, it's cool. Yeah. I know. They just don't do endings like that anymore. Like in Psycho, where his face like turns into like his mom's skeleton. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, good old transitions. Do, huh? Yes. They the need really to, cool we need endings. to bring it back. Yeah, dude. We need to bring back, um, like bright red paint blood and transitions <laughs> yes. like that, dude. Exactly. Clean. Yes. That's Amen. What, that's where 2024 horror should go back to. <laughs> um so yeah i mean dude let's let's uh do like the cause of death i guess technically or whatever we can call it um unless you have anything else to add for like the notes section or whatever i don't think so okay cool so since it was my pick i'll definitely start um the invisible man for me out of five toe tags would be a 4.5 out of five it's not just perfect um it would be for a few other reasons i think Honestly, the more you think about it, too, Flora is kind of a meaningless character. Like, he didn't need a love interest, I don't think, other than the fact that it gives us, like, some hope that he would, like, yeah. finish his invisibility or, like, anti-invisibility uh, potion and, like, go back to normal. But, other, I mean, like, she's in this in the movie for, honestly, probably not even five minutes of on-screen time. Mm-hmm. So her character is a little pointless, which is frustrating because like, why does he need a love interest at that point? That's probably my biggest like thing that I realized through this watch through. I was just like, I don't love. Yeah, it is a bit odd. Yeah. like I guess maybe it makes it feel more like he's a real person who had like a real life. True. Yeah. Like that. There's like something on the outside. He's not just like Uh this unhinged creep doing weird things. Yeah. Yeah. That that makes sense. (laughs) So um, other than that, obviously, like it's got one of the highest kill counts in any Universal Monster movie because of the train derailment, because I think eventually they, they they do say on the radio, like how many people were on the train. I just didn't catch the number. But like, I remember they did this on Dead Meat on the kill count um thing that they do. And it was like a lot of fucking people dude. it was like in the hundreds, technically, that the Invisible Man kills, which is just crazy for a fucking Universal Monsters movie. <laughs> Wild so in 1933 too it's like where i know i'd be terrified they're like what's the most insane thing now that's just like fucking normal hollywood but dude for real yeah they're like Like, how many thousands of people can we kill yeah yeah exactly so that's that's my rating um super curious to hear your rating what you got for me i'm gonna go with a 1.9 i mean it makes sense Uh, (laughs) 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a solid four. Hell yes, dude. I'm glad. I'm, I feel I'm... like that's I feel like that's my my um most of the these like older films usually land on a, unless it's psycho, then it was a five out of five. But, right, exactly. Yeah, four point five. It kind of awesome. hits the nail on all of the things that I like. Dude, it, it's it's short, it's sweet, it gets to the point, like you literally are introduced to him as a character right away. Yeah, there's like man. some cool shit. There's some crazy characters. Yeah, um, exactly. There's literally like there's comedy, there's levity. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Dude. And the wild yeah. shit. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a fantastic time. It really is. Uh if you've never seen it, I would say like, you know, like Courtney, we talked about it. You rented it. Um, it is rentable. A lot of the Universal Monster stuff isn't available online, sadly. It was during October on Peacock, um, but that's obviously gone. I don't know why they don't leave it on there. It's kind of crazy to me that they don't just leave it alone, but they just decide not to, I guess. I don't know. So um, don't mind that. But if you can search it out, if you've never seen it, definitely. It will definitely be one of your like new favorite classics because it's just so much. I don't know. There's like levity. So it's like funny at parts. Um, like even like the derail the derail the derailment wow words um <laughs> is like kind of funny, dude. Not not gonna lie, because you hear like people screaming, so it's like morbid, but yeah. it's kind of fucking awesome because it is clearly a miniature, like it's so clearly a miniature that <laughs> yes. you're just like, Yes, dude. <laughs> it's so clearly just like some little train that they found off. Yeah, of and then they just com. make people scream in the background. <laughs> yeah, dude. They were like, okay, we need 158 people to scream on a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> James Whale was really pulling shit out of his back pocket in 1933. So sweet, dude. I love that for us. I'm glad that we finally got to talk about it and we kind of got to close out the podcast with all this. And oh, man, two more fucking episodes. What the hell, Courtney? <laughs> this is, it's wild. It's so crazy. Mike, we'll like, see y'all in three months when we're finishing the last one. <laughs> Dude, don't say that. <laughs> we need to get this shit done. <laughs> I need to finish. Yeah, no, I, oh man. Well, like I said, guys, yeah, agreed. I mean, we're going to try to get them knocked out by the end of the year. Um, I mean, I think I could probably, looking at my schedule, I could probably be prepared for next week. I don't know about you. So yeah, I could. I don't too. see why not. So it's just maybe the week after I'll be a little bit more busy and stuff, but we'll see. Dude, we'll see. So, if it if it tips into January for our last episode, so be it. That's just what's going to happen with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So next week is Beetlejuice, dude. Let's. I, I wonder where Woo! it's playing. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, well, well I have it on three of course different you do. DVDs. So I would assume so. Yes. Yeah, you've got a bunch. Yeah. Okay, dude. I might high key if I see you. I'll be like, yo, can I have the DVD, please? <laughs> the dvd the one and only dude that's left in the universe so uh we also talked about it for some news which we never talk about news stuff but it was uh the beetlejuice 2 did rap filming so that's exciting i'm stuff. so excited it's been yeah, in the talks for so many years mm-hmm. and like people were making like fake um like Posters movie covers and, and stuff for yeah. it yes for so long yeah. um so i never actually thought that it was real when i would mm-hmm. see things about it i'm like oh it's just another bullshit um but no Tim Burton himself posted. Yeah. That's a wrap. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's exciting stuff, even for a non Beetlejuice fan, technically. It's like, it's just cool to see, you know? It's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm I'm cool. Just just art being created is cool. And like, I'm sure it's been like Tim Burton's like long life plan since making yeah. Beetlejuice to make a sequel to it because it's 
just kind of like a cult classic, I'd say, you know, so yeah, dude, pumped. Um, well, sweet, I guess outro, unless you got anything else to say about this damn movie. No, I don't think so. Cool. Oh, I mean, one more question about it. In your opinion, how does it stack up to the remake, the one from 2020 or whatever? Um, like, I like if this you one had a lot the... better. Okay, cool. Definitely. It's all it's all because um, the runtime. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the runtime for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, I like the differences, and I like um, that they did remake it year mm-hmm. like so many freaking years later. Yeah, um, yeah. But it is hard to to remake a classic like that because even like the Frankenstein yeah. remakes and stuff are good, but yeah, um, yeah, it's hard to stand up to the original. What do you think? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I really enjoy that movie. I think it's a super solid movie. Um, and it, I think it's cool because it kind of stands on its own. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be super related. Um, cause it's actually more from the, well, it, it's a completely different story. It's a total reimagining of yeah the story. So it's like, way different it's tonally like way more serious obviously yeah so it which is funny because like invisible man is almost like arguably one of the more funny ones like frankenstein is tragic dracula is boring um you know like a lot of them are like way more serious so like invisible man is kind of the funny one of the originals and then all of a sudden with the uh revitalization of it when they did that they were like yeah we're gonna make this one like dead serious and like fucked up for anyone who's ever experienced any relationship trauma you know like fuck two <laughs> hours and, and five that. minutes uh-huh yeah they wow. added a whole ass wild, hour, wild. you know it you know how they do in hollywood they be doing things they do be doing things <laughs> awesome dude well i guess outro time um okay guys that was the invisible man from 1933 directed by james whale like i said um that was my pick Courtney, next week we're pulling Beetlejuice out of the freaking body bag, dude. Excited? I'm, so excited. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to like give it a chance, you know, and like throw it into the hat and just see how I feel about it. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, it'll be a good discussion. Um, if you guys want to catch me online, you can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at Jensen Harper. If you want to find Courtney online, you can find her on Instagram only at Little Sky Dancer. Um, and if you want to follow the both of us online, I mean, there's not really much of a point anymore, but Hey, you can still feel free. Go back to our Instagram, find us on Instagram at the fright crew. Uh, Courtney, what should the listener do for us? They should just give us a, a little, a little hug. Yeah. And no, what they, they, sh- they really should follow us on our personal pages. They want to keep yeah, up with me posting just, nothing mm, you know just but the occasional story of you at the bar <laughs> kind of thing you know and that's cool that's the good occasional tomfoolery shenanigan exactly um, dude but in the meantime if they'd like to leave us a rating review we would very much appreciate it Miss we are Martha. getting into the eggnog season oh god i didn't even think about that whatever i gotta rewatch santa yeah. jaws and just talk about yes. thermos eggnog. me too yep me Good too. Times. Maybe I'll watch that tonight for shits and giggles. Sweet. Um, yeah. So give us a hug. <laughs> um, if I were to say anything, I mean, you literally, I can't not say this. Uh, stay invisible, folks. Stay fucking <laughs> killing people and derailing trains and invisible. Do your That's thing. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.